the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. This is episode 211. We're going to call this episode Down to the Wire. Things move on. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be going down to that last day to see whether they're in or out of the playoffs. And I think we're going to see some surprises. So definitely we're taking this down to the wire. Uh, That being said, of course, we're going to cover Minnesota. We're going to preview Seattle. We're going to take a deep dive into that playoff race because we really need to know what's going on with the teams around us to get a good idea of what we need to do to get there. It's one thing to give you guys percentages and odds. They go, well, you know, if we win this many games. Truth is, everything we do is impacted with with whatever happens to our opponents. Uh, They kind of decide our fate in a way, unless we completely win out, and then you'll catch somebody. Otherwise, definitely everyone's going to be scoreboard watching, especially on that last day. Those of us in Colorado that go to the game, you'll be you'll be checking right throughout the game, looking for the scores because it's going to be like that. We're going down to the absolute wire. Uh, of course, we can't have an episode without the crew being assembled. So, of course, Tony and Bam are back. Welcome, gentlemen. Bam, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, doing well. Back at work tomorrow. So we're getting back to normality, which is good. Dude, that's it's nice, right? Just to get the motions going like just being alive being out of the house it's a good thing for sure it is good good Good, brother tony how you doing sir doing pretty well tired um very stressful game that was oh yeah we'll get get into it more but yeah but doing overall doing pretty well ready for tomorrow right ready for the fun that's for sure well you better be rested though we need you in that couple stand doing what you gotta do so uh yeah, no letting up, man. This is the one. This is this is a cup final as as much as it can be. Uh, probably the biggest game in our club's history. I know you're like, really? It's just a league match. Yeah, but we've never missed the playoffs. So guess what? It is the most important game for our club. Uh, I'll be there. I'm going to be up late night. I think night doing more flag stuff and getting ready for this thing. But we're in the mix, man. We're making it happen. So that being said, let's move on to it. So without further ado... Uh, let's bring in the post-match, the recovery from that Minnesota match. Because we were looking at something big. Maybe we're going to steal this thing, and it kind of went sideways on us. We didn't lose, but it wasn't what we were all looking for. That's for sure. I know. Uh, not the best thing. Now, looking at the lineup... You can't be entirely shocked seeing what we have out there is it was going to be a challenge. But basically, the lineup was as followed. We have Blackman back in goal. I know. The debate continues. Uh, your center backs were Palacios, Murillo, and Fall. At least that's how they listed it. And your wing backs were Edwards and Kim. I know. Interesting. Didn't quite look like that on the field, but that's what they were listing. Midfielders was Duke and uh, Blessing. And Cifuentes. Uh up top, Rodriguez Arango. Uh bam, that sounds about right, right? That's that sound about right. Yeah, it seemed a little scary though, seeing the Palacios Raheem Edwards setup, but there it was, live and direct into the mix. Um, not looking too bad to be honest. It it was survivable. 
uh, from the early stages. Now, what did what did they throw at us, Bam? The Seattle came with us with this lineup. So we had Miller and Goals, Dotson, Boxall, Dibiase, and Gaspar, uh, Trap and Alonso, Lod, Reynoso, Frangapang, and who knew was their starting lineup for Interesting. So it's a starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about maybe Alonso not getting the start, but I think knowing what our lineup was like, knowing the lack of experience that we had in many cases, having, you know, the old dirty vet come in is probably the better option. Uh, to add a little sandpaper to it and bully people, uh, which he definitely did in this match. So made perfect sense. Uh, load, not a shock at all that he got out there. Um, and of course, Reynoso is kind of the engine of things. So, uh, and there, of course, Tyler Miller. So that gives us a little bit more energy to, to get into the mix. Now, Tony, let's talk about the match itself. Uh, early highlights. What's going on? What's, what are the big moments that matter early? First 20 minutes, we were just sloppy. Like it, I was a little late cause I was stuck in traffic, but from rewatching the game and watching what I saw, it was just super sloppy. The only bright spot was Blackman was actually performing to what we considered him to do. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we finally got up into the best way of like the uh, 32nd minute. Chicho has a good free kick for the goal. Thank you for the Tyler Miller that we all know and love. <laughs> right through the legs into the goal because it was a good shot on the wall and a good like divide of the wall center but miller should have had that it was the typical tyler miller so that just shows you that even though tyler miller has had 11 shutouts for the season it's because of the defense not because of he's this we've gotten better it's just he still makes those same mistakes yeah i mean it it it, pressure the guy just cannot handle pressure. He's in a pressure situation and he finds ways. You know, I, I I cracked up because if you've watched him this season, there was another game that he pretty much just threw away, cost them two goals for no good reason, getting caught out in no man's land. And it was another big match where they were facing a team in the standings. It was important to get the result and he flubbed it. Uh, so not not a surprise. Tyler is what, who he is. He has a skill set. It's just definitely there's a battle of the mind, you could say. There's something something there that gets him a little thrown. Uh, and so playing his old team should have been a simple save on a free kick turned into something that, that reminded me of like Stefan Fry screwing up against us in the past, right? With mm-hmm. Simon. Uh, it just kind of, you know. The Lord willed it that way for us. Let's just put it that way. And and so we got a little bit, a bit of divine intervention uh, and, and got the goal. Now, like you said, the first 20 minutes were sloppy. I think it was sloppy on all accounts. Yes, they had a little bit more tempo than we did, a little more control. But they weren't getting the passes they wanted, especially in the offense. Things weren't weren't working good for everybody. That being said, we were good at disrupting things. We were getting into the lanes. We were making the movements we needed to on the defensive side of things. But, yeah, the engine really wasn't wasn't sputtering along, you could say. Uh, you know, Brian Rodriguez, I'm going to keep saying it every time with him, one of the most skilled players we've had. But his decision-making, it just 
man, in these moments, you're like, dude, just pass it off or spend a little, you know, his choosing when to spend more time on the ball seems to just not quite be where it's at. He gets mixed up um, or he gets so excited after beating a player that he's like, well, I got to get another, you know, and, and I guess youthful indiscretion, we'll call it. Uh, but he keeps doing this. And you, you just wonder, when are we going to get that chance to, to, to see him really get a complete game in or use a bit of match management when we need it? Because, uh, again, skill set is there. It's just decision making right now. Uh, going into it, we go farther into the match. A lot of physicality. Alonzo seems to be getting away with murder left and right. Uh, again, tough, but he knows how to get away with it. Of course, his ways kind of helped to lead to an interesting situation for Kim and Juan. Uh, Tony, you want to break that one down? What the heck happened out there? It was pretty much a 50 50 ball with, uh, with Kim on, uh, with Kim and Alfonso, but the, there was a third, third player on the field that decided to get involved and Kim just barreled into him. Kim took the worst of it. He had to had, he busted up his like, I think it looked like his right eye or left eye. I couldn't really mm-hmm. tell. And he looked like a boxer. And he had to get stitched up. And they were down for a good five, six minutes. And then also, for the first time I've ever seen watching um, football my whole life, I've always wondered what would happen to the referee if he got injured. And then oh. we first saw what would happen is they had a, re- a, re- a referee warming up like it was a usual thing, getting ready for it. Um, for, uh, luckily, he didn't have to come out. Um, Kim would, um, was kind of surprised he didn't come out because of the injury. It was one of those things where I think he should have just came out and just rested the rest of the half since we were so close, but that gave us, I think it was, gave us more of a wake up call. Cause not even a, right after we restarted everything, Edwards decided to, uh, ski through the whole Minnesota line. Like he was skiing through, through big bear and find Raito on the, on the wing sped it towards him he flew down that wing found chicho in the center it's just chicho couldn't finish it because the, the goalkeeper was right in the right spot at the exact same but we should have been up to two one at, or two zero at that point yeah you know it, it, great play uh and it, again that's the whole edwards thing it, it's he makes decisions that sometimes drive people crazy he gets stuck on and stuck in on challenges that you're like why did he do that but at the same time the guy puts in so much work you can't question it Right. Hardest working guy out there in most cases. And this one, he dude, he just kind of just muscled all the way through to get that play going. Got it. Really unfortunate. Really unfortunate that it wasn't a goal. Uh, Chicho hit it right. It's just foot more either direction. It's bundling into the goal. You know, just bad luck on that end. But, uh, you know, he hit it right. That's for sure. Just didn't end up in the goal for us uh the the injury the crash i am really honestly shocked that the referee finished the game i i i'm really surprised why they have a referee available it looked like he lost consciousness for a few seconds there he flopped i mean there his arm was there was no control and you would think if you're, if you're in twilight like that you're gonna take care of the guy and get him out of there but that didn't happen um, I know he got treated. I think it was like his chin or whatever. I think it's because of the, the earpiece and all that. But uh, he got treated and, and finished it out. 
there's an interesting exchange between between him and Kim Moon Hwan, uh, kind of giving the the fist bumps and stuff and, and getting it going again. But I, I am a little surprised that he did finish it because of the fact that that it was a hit injury. But they did it, you know, and he ended up getting getting going. And you know, you can't really fault the referee outside of letting a little physicality get a little too far. Uh, otherwise, managed a game that looked like a playoff match. So. There goes that. Uh, moving on know, to it, we get I know the half mm-hmm. the halftime break did go longer because of that. Yeah, it did. It did. They got to make sure. I mean, concussion protocols are what they are. Uh, it made perfect sense. Um, second half, kind of a different story. Let me read out who we got moved in this one. Get this proper here. All right. So, forty six minutes. Looks like Blackman Wasowski come in. Uh, making making perfect sense to be honest. Uh, Kim Moon Hwan comes off. Obviously, he was still feeling the effects. His eye was probably closed up as well, so that doesn't help his story. Uh, the other one that came out, of course, uh, was Duke. A little bit. I don't know if you're surprised about that, but you know, you you got to keep guys going. He hasn't had a full set of minutes. It was a physical match. Poor Masowski gets like hammered within minutes of getting into this thing. So there we go. Uh, moves on uh, to the 63rd minute. What happens next, Tony? Um, Morillo gives up a bad free kick. Let's just be honest. It's just like, again, we're going, we're, we're, we're talking about it, him over and over. I feel like in every game is just, he, he has a tendency to make a wrong mistake or a wrong foul at the wrong opportune time. And that leads to a free kick, which um, I'll leave it up to you guys and then chat as well because I have my own opinion on this one and it's, again, my opinion. You guys can crucify me for it or whatever. But um, it's a good place kick. Blackman does get on it and just kind of pushes it to the side, which was the right move and the wrong move at the same time because he should have just punched that out. Um, but it's at the same time, I feel like, again, Morio, that was his man, kind of left him open to just like shin it in is the best way to say it. And Alfonso has a goal that equalizes it and just kind of knocks the kind of knocks the wind out of everything that we've been doing because up till then we were we had the tempo, we had the precision, we had everything, and that just knocks the wind out of us. Again, a couple of individual mistakes leads to another situation where the, the LAFC is chasing at this point. Um, because they still had possession on us, you know. Mm-hmm. They definitely had more control, I think. Uh they were stronger in the mid than we were. Uh, you know, looking at what happened. One, yeah, Mario's challenge was what? You know, again, inexplicable. Uh, goalkeeper situation. So, couple things. One, you catch the ball. It's a hard shot, but it's a possibility. Uh, I would expect an elite keeper with the training that he's had to be able to handle something like that, or at least bring the ball straight down and then take it from there, right? Deflect it downward, handle it, punch it. Right. Classic way of dealing. If it's shots too hard, you parry it. You get it out of there. You don't make it a threat. And then there's the other option, which you see a lot of goalkeepers do is you just simple hit outward, you know, and and he kind of did that. And I was like, well, if he had bricks or hands, it certainly certainly didn't look like bricks on that on that occasion. Right. Uh, Sad. You know, honestly, you couldn't put it anywhere worse. and, And he did. Um, I felt that it was a savable situation. It didn't need to be that way. It was, uh, his reaction after the rebound was still, 
not all that aggressive. Uh, <laughs> and, and so we, we concede on something that was preventable. Um, would Romero have done better on that play? Would Cisnega do better on that play? The positioning would have been the same in all cases. That's where they stand. You know, it's, it's, it's right there. Um, would they have looked at to, to take it out of bounds? Who knows? But it happened. It's another situation. Choices are made. Players play. You're there. Uh, Bam, do you want to throw something into that? I agree with you completely. The, if you can't catch it, get it out for a corner kick. Worst case scenario. They yeah. score for a corner kick. Best case scenario, they don't score. It's one of the things where it's like, if you're going to parry it, parry it out over the bar, around the bar, either or. Don't parry it in front of you. Yeah, I figured he would have just bent it above him, right? Just get out of there. But he didn't. So back in play, let the chaos reign supreme. It did cost us. Have to fight through this thing and survive it. There's a lot of battling. Yes, Blackman had an incredible save in this game uh, where they bent it around him and he got to it. Everybody's like, well, see, that's why he's in there. My my take on that is, well, yeah, but would that situation have even been a situation if we had been holding on to the, to the lead anyway? Like, the game would have played out differently. So that's that's life. So, you know, it moments. Moments define it. Moments decide whether you're a playoff team or not. We'll talk about that in a few. But here we are, a place where we could have definitely taken three points. We ended up losing control of the match and surviving to get one. We escaped with a single point. That's exactly what we did. Uh, Tony, your impressions on the match itself? It was just, it, we had everything. We were in the seventh place. We were in playoff position. It didn't matter of what we have. Now we're going into a situation where we have some control a little bit, but we have no more room for for any of these ties anymore at this point. You know what I mean? That was our one tie. That was our one tie that we can give up. Is just be <laughs> let's let's keep this here. We if we were going to give up one tie, it was either this game or Seattle. And after this, it's we have to win out and hope for some 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 miracles on the other sides of the thing. So playoff watch. So Colorado again didn't want to be, but it seems moving forward is going to be the match where all eyes are going to be on. I mean, all eyes are on the next one. Every match is a final at this point. You are fighting to survive. It is that simple. And we'll explain that out. There is a little bit of leeway depending on the performances of the other teams because they don't have an easy schedule. They have a harder. Some of them have a harder schedule than we do. Um, and then, of course, we have the issue with, with Salt Lake and the extra game. But we'll get into that. Uh, Bam, what was your impressions on the match, sir? With the first 20 minutes, yes, it was sloppy. At some points, but I did notice one thing that I hadn't seen us do in a long time. There are 11 people in the 18 yard box from LAFC. <laughs> Everyone was back defending. Yeah. B Rod was back defending. When was the last time you saw him that far back defending? You don't. You don't. But they... so that's a positive on that 20 minutes, though. Yes, it was sloppy, but everyone was back. Yeah, no, you know, it was team defending, something that we just have lacked, lack, lack. You're, you're right. They looked settled back there. They looked comfortable in many cases. Uh, the siege was okay. 
You know, it looked it looked like we were going to survive it. I didn't feel that we were going to lose this game. I didn't. Other games, I've had a sense of dread. Even with a you know a lead, I'm I, this. I'm just waiting for it to fall apart. Someone's not going to cover. They're going to allow an easy cross. It's going to get us. To be real, the crossing situations that Minnesota had, we contested them. They came out. They they were facing them. So that to me was was good. It's just again individual errors put us where we are. So. Uh, Tony, final thoughts before I give this to the the faithful right now. Does did anyone find out what the whole like fight between Bob and Alfonso was at the end of the thing? That was the, like the only final okay. thought of there. I think it was from when he took a chunk out of Musowski and got away with it. Okay, he quite literally did. Just running past him, he he, he kicked him. Like the, the, it was after he scored the goal, Muscovsky's going past him and he just he checks him, dude. He sends one in on him. You kind of see it on TV slightly. Um, and he was playing dirty pretty much the whole game and getting away with it. And Bob, I think, just lost it. He had enough. Um, and so the F-bombs were flying back and forth at the end, if you saw that. Uh, not to be mean, but Bob, this is why you bring in enforcers. This is why you sign enforcers. How do you handle an old man like Alonzo? A younger guy that's tougher than him. Right? You bully him. You give it back. Yeah, he's an old vet, but if you have somebody in there that can go in and shut a game down and leave a few bruises in the process, they don't hit guys like Masovsky because they don't want to get it back again. So bring one in. You shouldn't be the one having to do that. That's your players that should be getting into that mix. Like, yeah. So I think it was just him getting pissed, you know. that That's what it was. Uh, it because yeah, but that's Alonzo every game, so it's not a, a surprise to anybody that he does what he does. Uh, bam, was that your impression as well? Is just had enough of him, yeah, pretty much. It was just enough's enough. Bob knows that we're on at a breaking point and we need to do something, he needs to fire him up somehow. So good <laughs> on Bob for doing that. He's yeah, he didn't have a choice, that's for sure. All right, looking forward here. Let me jump into it with everybody. I wanted to open up a link as well so we can talk about a few other things. Boom, boom, boom. There we are. All right, so let's get into the mix. See Marvin Chavez is on. Welcome, Marvin. L.A. Wolf fan, welcome to the show, sir. Yes, classic Tyler Miller from L.A. Wolf fan. Dig it. Uh, Jason, welcome back. Jason, he said Chicho went five hole on Miller. Yes, for all of you that are back in NHL mode, that is back. Uh, classic five hole. Love it. Uh, what did you guys think about Mario? How he played? He seemed not focused. This is from LA Wolf fan. Mario always has his moments where he's not focused. Sometimes we get away with it, other times we do not. Uh, if anybody out there look kind of tired, it's Mario right now. Uh, you can for him and fall. You kind of expect some things at this point because they're not getting any rest. They're they're the ones that have to be Iron Man throughout this whole thing. So it's tough. Uh, but we've had issues with Mario making mistakes pretty much throughout the entire season. So not surprising. Tony, do you want to throw something up there, sir? No, just saying hi to Philly. Hey, <laughs> nice. Philly's on. Cool. Good. Good preview there, gentlemen. Good stuff. We have a little gift for you later on. So all good things, all good things. Uh, Marvin jumps on. We got a bit lucky defensively, but the defense did their job. 
Uh, the goal is on Blackman more than the defense. I agree. I mean, the free kick was what is what it is. Teams give up free kicks. That's life. That's why you bring in goalkeepers that can handle them. No shock. I do think the others would have done better than Blackman on the play. My take. Bam. With free kicks, what are your thoughts on plays laying, laying down behind the wall? It's the cool things that kids do these days. Um, I find it a little bizarre that you put a skill player back there. I mean, I've seen Messi lay down, and now we <laughs> was Chicho was laying down, right? I think it was Edwards. Was it Edwards? Ah, Edwards. I thought it was Chicho. I don't know why, but I, I I think it's crazy. But you have to be a little bit crazy in this game. Guys are going under the wall. We benefited from a Twesta doing this. It happens now. There's a thought with it. Uh, if you're predictable and you always want to jump, then there's other ways that you have to handle it. So I'm okay with it. I am. It looks weird, but better than giving one up under the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm one of those guys that's always going to be the risk assessment guy. You know, I'm I'm so crazy. I, this is the goalkeeper in me, right? I want guys on both posts. That's how old school I am. Like, throw them on the post, man. I don't want anything rolling in behind me. No. Find, you know, that's me is is take out every risk possible. Like, what about guy on the run? Who cares? Just don't let in a goal. You know, that that's my vibe. So I'm okay with it. Go over the top with it. Tony, you like it? You cool with it? Or you just think it's weird? I'm fine with it. Just like I said, it like I remember it started because of Ronaldinho, to be honest, is when Ronaldinho started taking free kicks and started going under and then it started becoming more of a trend and a trend. And then eventually it's it's become you have to do it because all skill free kickers can either hit you up high or hit you up low. So now it's a has to be a thing. More skill in the game, right? Bam, what's your take? Because you asked. I'm not a massive fan of it. No, no, mainly because if what happens on the weekend, Blackman parries it away. We've got a defender lying on the ground. They got to stand up, get back into position. Where if they're standing on the goalposts, they're still they're standing up. They can run. They can move easily. Well, I mean, if I'm an offensive team, I think the way you break that is you put your own man on the wall. Right, if you, if you have a guy on the outside of the wall that's a peel off type of player, kind of keeps him honest, right? Because mm-hmm. if he peels off, who's going to chase him? The wall. They have a guy stand, laying behind them. Like it, it forces some motions to be made, some changes to be made. So someone's going to get really cheeky and find a way to beat that and and take advantage of it, and then it's not going to be the cool thing to do any, anymore. But until someone does figure that out, it's going to keep happening. That's how the sport always has been. Well, we have this system. Well, I'm going to create a system to beat your system. All right. Cool. Press. Counter press. Right? It's just what we do. You change things. How do you beat the tiki-taka? Well, this is how you beat it. There, there's always ways to do things. So, and, and it goes back and forth, right? Systems get popular. They go away. They come back again because everybody kind of forgot about it. Uh, and so there it is. You know, there's nothing new, just forgotten, you could say. Not entirely new. So we'll see what happens with it. Definitely looks like an over 30 league move, though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has the vibe, for sure. Uh, Marvin, the whole team truly defended, went in with a defensive strategy, executed pretty well. Yeah, I mean, again, it seemed okay. Moments didn't work out our way. Still got a point on the road in a place where we've had a historic 
uh, issue with, I think we got shellac there the last time we were up there. So that's fine. Uh, LA Wolf fan, Blackman needs to use his fists and get the ball out. Exactly. You have these beautiful gloves for a reason, man. Uh, Alan Hernandez, the goal was definitely on Blackman. I noticed that some balls bounces from his chest. Yeah, he does give up some fat rebounds. A few already. Usually nobody crashes on him, so he gets away with it. But definitely he seems to like just to bring the ball down to the ground and then take care of it after that, rather than just carrying it straight away. Different. Different. Uh, Marvin Chavez says, Our midfield is suffering. Sifu and Blessing aren't in their best form. Duke wasn't very good since uh, we weren't attacking much. Atuesta and Janela are out. Yeah, and Janela's like really bad off. If you if you saw his Instagram, he's got a nice metal brace on right now. Uh, it looked brutal. So that looks like he's going to be out for a while. That's for sure. I think the story is more that Atuesta's out than anything else. He's the glue. He's the guy that keeps it in there. And when and you've relied on him all season and now he's gone, nobody has really stepped up to take that role. They haven't had the ability to do so. They haven't had the continuity. Uh, I think Chris Estomo was a guy that they thought maybe could be versatile enough to do it. We saw against Dallas how that turned out. Uh, we thought Janela could do it. Janela's now hurt. Bryce Duke has never been someone, that, again, that I've really seen as a defensive type of midfield. He's an offensive type of midfielder. Definitely his focus is more on the offense. And you know Blessing's focus is on the offense. That's for certain. Uh, you know, he plays more like a winger in most cases than he does a midfielder, but he's there. Uh, so it's really hard. You don't have the guy that's got the playmaking abilities, you could say. You're not going to throw Brian Rodriguez back there. You're not. He plays outside mid at times. Uh, so it's just, it's really hard to find someone that can take over a Twesta's role. That's hard, hard shoes to fill and nobody's done it yet. I think that's where we're at right now. Um, guys are moonlighting in the role, but they're not owning it. That's for certain. Bam. Is that your take as well? Pretty much. Yeah. The no defensive midfield is hurting us a lot. Yeah. We just don't, don't have it right now. We've had some understudies, but not it. Yeah. Uh, Marvin Chavez, not feeling optimistic about the playoffs, to be honest, at all. Well, I don't think any of us are. I, you know, nothing's looking like this is a deep run year. We just, we lack certain positions, you know. Our goalkeepers haven't been consistent. We don't have a functional center back pairing yet. Let's be real. Is it really functional? Fall's been doing his job, but in many cases, he's kind of alone. There are days he's the only one doing the job throughout. And he's a rook. So, no, our back line is the weak spot. And in defense, in, in, in playoffs, that's what's going to win and, and lose for you is, is how do you handle things on, on under pressure. So, yeah, it's tough. Now, if Vela, I know the name, I didn't want to talk about it, but we're going to have to. Uh, if Vela's back, Vela's back. If Atuesta comes back, things look a little bit better now with those two. Right? You know, uh, go. Angelina's out there. We don't know what he's going to do, what kind of show he's going to put on. Chicho's scoring goals like crazy. Brian Rodriguez seems to be getting better as we go. He is. There's improvement there. Is there a case to say we could make a run? Well, ask Seattle, who we're going to talk about in a few. They haven't been winning games. They've been struggling. Everybody at the top, except for maybe Colorado, has had their moments, has shown weakness. 
you could catch them and make your run. This is MLS. I mean, Seattle's won it with the lousy record before, so you never know. You need you need a good run. That's what you need. So do I feel good about it? Not right now. If those players come back and they turn out to be healthy, then okay, we'll see what we'll do. At least give it a fight. I'd rather be in the dance than watching it on TV. That's for certain. Bam, your take? Yeah, like as you said, Seattle's form hasn't been that greatest. And just looking up now, SKC in Colorado would love us to do them a favor and beat Seattle. <laughs> yeah. They're three points behind. Yeah. Yeah. And if you beat Seattle, you can beat anybody. Right? If if you can t- handle this gauntlet of three games and somehow get into the playoffs, those none of them are easy teams. They're all above you right now in the standings. That's who you're going to play in the playoffs. I know New England's a juggernaut, but we know how supporter shields go. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yes, sir. Tony. Um, just to go off the supporter shield, how do you guys all feel about Mr. Our favorite redheaded uh, U.S. Uh, commentator talking about the community? The, the supporter shield as it means nothing to the league at all. Does anybody listen to him anymore? Realistically? I, I don't. No. He says stuff to get attention, to get clickbait. That's what he does. That's all he does. He's ha- He had a great career. He did. Terrible, terrible suit. Let's be honest. Didn't do anything in the executive role. Now he's a talking head. Sweet. He gets paid to do what we do for fun. Right? So yep. forget him. I, we get more relevant conversation from our panel every night that joins us every night than what he throws out there. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I don't care what he says. Uh, the supporter shield means something. It should mean something. If you're if you're writing that one off, you're a fool. Straight up, it's disrespectful to the supporters that funded and made that thing. That fuel this league. Without supporters, this league is nothing. Be real. They're here every week when others aren't. Not coming for the free tickets. They're coming here paying. So forget him. I don't care what he says. It's It means something to me. Meant a hell of a lot to us when we won it. You look at the reactions New England's doing now. It's euphoria. They have hardware. Why would you, do, why would you sh- shoot that down? If you really love this game and you really love this league, you don't take out a trophy, say it's not worth something. That's lame. It's terrible. Bam's shaking his head because he wants to jump in. But jump in, man. Go for it. If you t- discount the supporter shield, discount the MLS Cup, discount the US Open Cup, discount all other trophies there are. It's a trophy that does mean something. It could mean a lot more is if you played every team in the league. But that's not feasible at the moment. But it still does mean something as a trophy. You accepted a challenge. You went for it. You won it. You earned it. And we can say this. New England is going to probably take the record from us. Mm -hmm. Unless Miami does something absolutely miraculous. Which, I mean, they've been surprising teams lately. Uh, I just don't I don't see it happening. I think we're going to lose that record to them, which even more reason means we need to get better and 
try to take it back. So uh, good on them for, for, for building a team that they have. I know it's Bruce Arena. He has his ways. Pretty soon he's going to be the winningest, right, in the league. Uh, there's reasons why, you know. Uh, he finds a way. So if you've watched them play, goalkeeping is stellar. Their offense is amazing. They're a good team. But we all know the curse of the Supporters' Shield as well. So we'll mm-hmm. see what they do in the playoffs. And ain't no promises in the playoffs, right? <laughs> yeah. Philly might have something to say about that. NYCFC, if they somehow make it, right, because they're fighting to get in. Uh, they have they have quality to shock teams. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Uh, I just, yeah, I find it lame to, to discredit anything. You know, the way I see it, American soccer has always got that that mindset of oh we're just not enough we're not enough we're not enough and that that thing that he throws out there is that same terrible attitude not enough so forget what the other world rest of the world does this is what you have this is how you win it these are the tools you have to do it value it value something right critical so enough of me on the soapbox let's get into whatever else is thrown out there uh katie burst on the chat says wondering about the whole thing as well i think we're talking about playoffs right I think that might be what we're going to do. No, no, was I was it talking about the um, Bob Alfonso fight. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's cheap shots. That's what that was for sure. For sure. Uh, Christian Philemon, brother, cheers to you guys for motivating me to write the Chicho song. Yeah, he, he was going back and forth with us. I think we kind of threw the Barry Manilow at him, which is was a beautiful thing. Um, again, all love for, for, for Philly because he put it upon himself to do it and stuck his neck out there. So uh, love you, man. Can't wait to hear it again and again and again. <laughs> Have fun with it. Run with it. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Uh-oh, here we go. Hooligan Ox. We got another appearance by the one and only Bam Show. Well, it's the Bam Show. Bam. Love you, Ox. <laughs> all love, all love. Uh, Ox Philly came in with a classic on that Chicho song. I agree, I agree. Uh, and Marvin, so Portugal is the most dominant team of the year. How does that mean nothing? That makes no sense. Again, idiot with an attitude, he gets paid to say crazy things. All the things he's done in his career as a player, and he's he's there, right? Why is he not on a sideline getting the job done out there? Why? Yeah, right. Why isn't he in the front office? He was for a second, and then he got kicked out real quick. So now who's irrelevant? There it is. I don't care. Forget him. On to football. Football's what matters most. Alan Hernandez, the Shield gets you a spot in Concacaf Champions. How is that not important? Right. Again, he shoots it. He shoots from the hip. Makes no sense in what he does because he needs you guys to follow and talk about him. Obviously, we've given him too much time, but I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Hooligan Oxy, everybody wants to say something. It's cool. Say something. Exactly. It's like saying the Premier League is trash when they win their cups since they go by the points. Right. The rest of the world, that means the most. So, you have to ask yourself maybe we don't value it enough. That's the real conversation to have. Why don't we value it enough? Why don't we value the, U- the U.S. Open Cup? It's crazy. The rest of the world values those. We, for some reason, are focused on the the short tourney to, to settle everything. It's completely backwards. 
But here we are. This is what we do. If that's the challenge, then you have to accept it and you fight for it. So good on that. Thank you guys for your reactions. We'll definitely get to you guys in a little bit as we move forward. Uh, the next conversation that we're going to have, of course, is the playoff situation. We've got three games left. That's what's left. Okay. The options are there. I'm going to jump over to Sports Club Stats. Yes, you're like, why do you like that one? I love this one. This one tells me how it is. Okay. So just where it sits, if we were to go 3-0, they're giving us a 99.8% chance of making it. If we went two wins in a draw, we'd have an 80% chance of making it. If we went two wins in a loss, they're only giving us a 53% chance of making it. You're like, why? It's 47 points. We'll talk about why. Uh, and then 46 points, which is one win and two draws, they only give you 11.6% chance. And you're like, yeah, but that's 46 points. And I look in the standings and 46 looks like it's relevant. I'll tell you why. Now, I was talking with Bam about this. Remember Bam uh, and the boys? And I said, yeah, if we end up with 46 points, because I had a, a dreadful feeling that we're going to end up with 46 points, seeing how we got to play Colorado on the road and Seattle – at home, they'd be billed on draws, and we get the win against Vancouver. Isn't that good enough? Isn't that good enough? Guess what, everybody? It's not. Why? Well, the Galaxy, who has a tough schedule ahead of them, if you look at who's left on their lovely schedule, there's a good chance they're not going to win any more games or get any more points, which I believe ends with how many points, guys? 46. Uh, right? I'm looking at that correctly. I think I'm looking at that correctly. Yep. They had to lose all the games, 46. 46 points. And you're like, well, isn't that a good thing? No. Why? They have more wins than us. And this lovely league doesn't look at head-to-heads. Don't look at it. They look at wins. Wins are what gets you through. You're like, okay, well, that's all right. Well, maybe we'll get in the seventh spot, right? Or or sixth spot, right? Because you'll be up there. Well, that's cool. But this team called RSL uh hits this game in hand and there's a good chance that they might end up with 46 points um looking at what they've got left they got 42 now i don't know why i'm losing the stats here bam you had it up there right the remaining matches let me throw it out here we go i don't see it well but here we go uh remaining matches for salt lake here we go they've got to play dallas san jose and Portland on the last day. And then they get that bonus game of Vancouver. Yeah. See, they're the only ones with four games left. The game in hand changes everything for them. So they do have a chance of pulling up, right? They have 42 points. 46 points ain't too far off. So if they end up with 46 points, there's a three-way tie for 46 points. If that all works itself out, we'll seeing who's head-to-head. You'd basically have a three-way tie with two spots on the line, and we'd be the team to lose out because they both have more wins than us. 46 ain't enough. 47, you have a better opportunity. Again, they're giving you a 50-50 shot. That's assuming other teams fall apart. I'll tell you, the team most likely to fall apart is probably going to be Vancouver. Why? They play Minnesota this weekend or this week. Then they got to play us, and then they got to finish with Seattle. And this is a Seattle team that's – Going to have Rui Diaz back in time for that match. That's going to have possibly Jordan Morris back and definitely Linko Ladero, who could be available for the match tomorrow. Again, tight, right? Uh, they should get into some trouble 
But looking at the matches ahead, you know, Dallas should be manageable for Salt Lake. Um, potentially the earthquakes. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver's schedule, like I said, trouble. Salt Lake, good. Uh, Minnesota is a team that you're probably not going to catch. They play Vancouver. They play uh, Kansas City, and they play the Galaxy in the last day. Right. Uh, Galaxy's beatable on that last day. Kansas City, maybe not as much. Uh, Vancouver, they should beat. Again, Vancouver in trouble, right? Uh, Galaxy, again. Kansas City. Seattle, Minnesota. Highly plausible. Uh, Portland, they only need like one point to finish. They will. They got to play the Earthquakes, Salt Lake, Austin on the last day. So don't look to Portland anymore. That's kind of done. Uh, It's basically us trying to win out. If we don't do it, we get in trouble. If we get to 47 points, looking the way it breaks down, I think 47 gets us in. That's two wins and a loss. Um, if we get two wins in a tie, then you're 80% chance you're going to make it because the other teams are limited in the points because of who they're playing. There's going to be a lot of surprises from those other teams ahead of us to see them make it. And I think Vancouver is the first victim. They're not, uh, you know, they're currently holding the last playoff spot, but it's not going to happen. Salt Lake will probably pull up. Minnesota will probably pull away. Um, and the Galaxy is the one that drops down. So if the Galaxy drops down, they're the, be the ones that get pumped out if we can get to 47 points. Makes sense, right, guys? I hope. Yep. <laughs> I, <laughs> know. To... <laughs> I know. I was messing with it last night. Like, you can't. Oh, God, 46. That's the, that's the death for us, 46. We can't end at 46. I still think that's the case. And why did I say 46? Again, you tie Seattle. You tie uh, Colorado on the road. You get the win that you expect against Vancouver, and it's just not enough. It's not enough. You have to find a way to get a win against a big team. And you should anyways. It's the playoffs. That's who you're going to play anyway. Mm-hmm. So, Bam, what are your impressions, sir? I don't want to predict games, but on our in our case, do you think 47 is feasible or more? Yes, but we really need to win tomorrow. Yeah. Looking at other teams' schedules and all that. So Seattle's got two games left. They got us and Vancouver. Um, you look at um, SKC. They're three games less. Uh, Carson, uh, Minnesota, and Salt Lake's RSL. They're only three points behind Seattle. So they're, they won't push him for that top spot. Yeah. Then you've got Colorado, <laughs> who we've got two games left. They're three points behind Seattle as well. They have New England this weekend. They're pushing for top spot. They could beat New England, which gives us hope of keeping our record. Yeah. The the best thing that could have happened to us this weekend, no points related to us, was Kansas City stealing that win against Seattle. The best thing that could have ever happened, at and Salt and, and Colorado pretty much pulling away from not getting dropped out of the race. Why? Because now they're all looking at Seattle. We can catch them. They're all watching our game, hoping we we take it to them tomorrow. Because for them, that opens everything up. So Seattle can't take it easy, and nobody else can take it easy because they're all at risk. Nobody's getting an easy game all the way to the end. Everything counts. Nobody's safely in a position. No spot is settled at this stage. 
This is going to lead to some amazing fireworks the next few days, starting tomorrow. But everything suggests that we're all watching, scoreboard watching on the last day and every team. And there's like three or four teams that could get bounced out of the playoffs on the last day. On the last day. We're one of them. We're the long shot. We are the long shot going into this thing. There's only one team in the league that has this vision sorted. One in the East. That's New England. Yeah. New England. They're, they're top of the East. That's it. This could be the best decision day we've ever seen. If we don't get eliminated, of course. But really going to be entertaining. And everyone plays at the same time on that Sunday. I think it's a 3 o'clock start our time. I believe that's when they're doing it. It's really early. for I mean, for us, but late for the East Coast. But mm-hmm. I believe it's a 3 o'clock hit. Everyone plays at the same time to figure out what the heck's going to happen. Which is pretty darn amazing. Um, I love the fact that they do this. This is the only fair way of doing things. So it's going to be fun, guys. That's for sure. But, you know, if you're going into that game and you're Minnesota and it's the Galaxy, I think the Galaxy's in trouble. I really do. They need a point. Let's be real. They need a point. From one of those games, they get a point. They're probably going to be okay. 47 should be fine. And we could finish all the way up into like six seed, which is really, really fascinating if we really win out. Yeah. We can go higher. If we things fall apart for others. Yeah. We win out and all results go our way. We can fit. I just don't see us catching Minnesota because they've got to take teams out for us. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. their job is to play assassin for both Vancouver and the Galaxy. Yeah. Well, they they win out. They can go fourth, and we can end up jumping Portland. Yeah. I just don't see it happening because of who they're playing. They've got the easiest run of everybody. And again, we need them to win because <laughs> we got to take out Salt Lake. Right? We're, yeah. we're rooting for everybody we hate, guys, except for the Galaxy. We don't have to root for them at all, at all, at all. We can just laugh at them and hope that all things go bad. Yeah. You don't have to get that guilty feeling of, man, I really hope the Galaxy get a result. Because if we don't, we don't want them to get any results because they can still get bounced out of this whole thing. That would be rich, wouldn't it? That would be just beautiful. And they got lucky this week against Dallas. They really did. Very lucky. So... There is that. Do you have any other impressions, gentlemen, about the playoff race? No, no, no. All right. Uh, now we'll move on. We should, I know we should have waited on this one, but I had to. I had to jump. So, a uh, couple of news and rumors, Bam, that you want to throw out there before we move on to the previews. Um, as most people should know, LFC Instagram on Thursday at six PM. So just before we go live, uh, we've got a Max and. Max talk, and he's talking to the one and only Carlos Vela. Is it a farewell? Is it a I'm signing another contract? Don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> we all know what we what I hope and what some other people hope, but we'll find out. Yeah, I keep getting text messages from everybody saying, "Is this his departure talk? Is this his exit interview?" Uh, I don't know, man. Nobody knows with him. We can't. We've ne- We've had him for this many years in our ranks. We still can't figure him out. So I don't know. 
I just know he can score a lot of goals when he's healthy. So there's that. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned Chevron, right? Yeah, so LFC Chevron um, got together and donated a futsal court and $10,000 to purchase sports equipment to the Perchy Avenue Elementary School. Fantastic. Another futsal field that we keep, again, building in Los Angeles, people. It's good. Really good. (laughs) Nah, again, community building is what we do. We're walking the walk. We talk the talk. It's legit. Um, Thank you, Chevron. Thank you, LASC, for for donating and making it happen. Good things. Uh, Moving on to club and community time. Do you have anything you want to throw into the mix? Um, Pretty much that there are two things coming up. One, I don't know if they're going to release it tomorrow. It seems more than likely. But there is a collaboration with Born and Raised with LAFC. And because you've seen the scarves, you've seen the shirts, so they may be releasing tomorrow. Not 100% sure. Maybe releasing the next game. Nothing confirmed. That's the first one. The second one is tomorrow. If you are there at Christmas Tree Lane early, there will be a K-pop performance by P1 Harmony, and they will also be singing the national anthem and the Korean national anthem for that day. So 3252 get the night off. And if you want to see a cool K-pop performance, mind you, it's really cool because they are very accurate with their dancing. It's like the modernization boy band, but on a higher level at this point. So it's it's going to be cool. It's right before the game. I think they said 5.15, I believe, is when they're going to start up everything. Mm-hmm. It's like you will be entertained. You might not love the music, but you'll definitely be entertained. So... Yeah, check them out. Check them out. Again, they're going to be joining us inside the stadium as well. So uh, Korean Heritage Night. This should be super cool. Um, Come on out for sure. Enjoy it. Hope we get a win as well. That would be the nicest way to end this thing. So good, good, good. Uh, Fenerbahce Rossi update. Spam, what you got for us? So they had a game at home to Alan Sapor. Unfortunately, it was a 2 1 loss for them. Uh, Rossi did play 71 minutes and then he got subbed off. Their next game is away to Konyaspor at 9 a.m. Saturday morning for you guys. So that's a f- quick fan of Rossi catch up. So he didn't score a goal, he didn't assist, but he played 71 minutes. So he's getting game time. Still playing, still a starter. We'll see how long that lasts. As long as possible. That way we can sell them and get our money and move on and get some new talent, new blood. So good on him. He's making us look good, that's for sure. Exactly. Perfect. All right. So I think Bam has the floor for this. Let me just adjust the uh, camera work here because Bam uh, is taking responsibility for the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. So I will kindly give you the floor, sir. So normally we do the the album of the week back in the early 2000s (laughs) late 90s we would look at singles buy singles from cds cassettes and all that kind of stuff we could buy singles so this week we're doing the black and gold vinyl single of the week now as you all know we have a wonderful friend philly in the audience here and during the week he released an awesome song the one teacher orango song now I've heard a little rumor that there's going to be an album drop later once Scarf gets his song going. 
I did happen to happen to come across, aka made it myself. This week's single cover, Chicho Arongo by Kristen Philemon. <laughs> it's a fine cover, man. <laughs> so, Philly, you are the black and gold vinyl club minute at single of the week. I can't wait to hear the B side from Scarf. The B side's going to be good. I wonder what the color of the vinyl will be. Are you going to go straight to gold, people? <laughs> Dude, I don't put it past you guys to actually cut one, to get one made for the hell of it. And I can't blame you if you do. I'll definitely buy one. That will be super cool. I'm down. I'll okay. buy one, too. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're on yeah. board for this, 100%. <laughs> Christian is now responding. We'll give him the opportunity, point, counterpoint. Why don't we get a laugh? There's Philly with the laugh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. This just in from Philly. A music video to follow. Dude, those fe- those ruffles are, are on point. Philly, I dare you to find something with that kind of frill. That's just some fantastic stuff. It's on you, sir. I love it. Yeah, again, Philly, I know you're down. That's why I'm giving you, you know, all kinds of hell about it. For sure. It's good, man. I love it, Bam. Love you, uh, love you, now I got Copacabana stuck in my head. Thank you for the earworm. You're amazing. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh-oh. Christian says, don't tempt me. There it is. And then he wears it in the north end. I think I took it too far. I might have taken it too far. We shall see. We shall see. Good stuff. Philly again, man. All love to you, sir, for, for creating the song. Uh, cutting it quick, dude. I, it's it's cool, man. It's a part of the culture. Good things, that's for sure. All right. So, as we lean in and talk about the Sounders, our arch rivals in many senses, it's them in Portland, right? It's historically been the teams that we battle on the field. Yes, we hate the Galaxy. That's for other reasons. When it comes to competitive football, the guys that always burn us the most, it's this team. It's Seattle. They've always found ways to, to humble us. And uh, here we are again. We need something. We need something. And they're standing in the way. It's those guys. Okay? You. Right? Uh, so here we go. Uh, we got to take these guys on. We got to take it down. Instant classic, potentially. Uh, with our backs against the wall. Tony, how are those dudes doing right now? Well, the, at the moment, they are on top of the league at number one. They are 17-7-7. So, again, they are bitter rivals, but they are, they're doing what they need to do. They are winning their time when they need to and losing very rarely. Yeah, they definitely are. Uh, but as of late, not as much, right? Not so much. Yeah, I think we have the same record as them. Over the last like five or six games is what I saw. Our goals for is better than them, but our goals against is worse. We're pretty much in the same form that they are right now. Uh, maybe a little bit better than what they're doing lately. So, yes, they are who they are. The all-powerful Seattle Sounders. Top of the division, but it's faltering. And we're catching them at the right time to maybe steal something from them. You're like, really? Is that really happening? Dude. It totally is happening, all right? 
uh, we get a chance to burn these guys at the right time. Uh, that being said, who's really standing out for them, Tony? Well, they're standing out is uh, Juana Pablo. He's who creates most of their big chances at eight, per, like during the games. So the, he's he's one to watch for. Again, another thing to watch out for is they're ranked second away from home, so they can win a, at away from home. They can win when they're not at home. And then the other thing, they're ranked third in goals scored per match at one point five. So they're averaging at least two goals to a, a half every time. So they're no slouch, even though they they're not doing the best. They are consistent and that's one thing that we haven't been favorable for right now those who generate for them though and we might as well talk about it now aren't available right Correct. Bam. No. right so Jao paulo creates the most chances what happened <laughs> to him man too many yellow cards he's missing out that's what you get for playing dirty uh Rui Diaz. The man that kills us every chance he gets. Where's he at? He's at injured. Yeah, and apparently he's back to training, but not traveling. We know how this feels, right? It's their Vela moment. So <laughs> he won't be there. That's cool. Uh, away from home. Nice, but with different weapons. So there's an opening. Now, that being said, what happened in the last match, Bam? So in the last match, they had a 2-1 loss at home to SKC. So a team that's doing some stuff for them. <clears throat> we also had some of the highlights from the match was a fourth goal to Walter for SKC to give them the lead. That was pretty much it for the highlights for the first half. <laughs> Second half, 56th minute. How SKC's keeper stayed on the ground, I don't know. I the yeah. body slam, that's a red card. Even The Rock got involved. <laughs> that was awesome. It's that bad where he pays attention. And he even knows it's bad. What the heck, man? Yeah. So, two minutes after that, uh, Benny Zitz equalizes for Seattle. And then the 79th minute, uh, Johnny Russell gives LFC a favor by, beat, by um, scoring for SKC to give him the lead. About time he does That's how they fit <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> for Some of the key stats. Yeah, go for it, bro. Go. <clears throat> Some of the key stats is possession was 59 to, uh, sorry, 49 to 51. Shots, 15 to 8 with 5 on goals and 3 on goal. Crosses, 23 to 3. They love crossing it in. I saw another report that it was 25 to 5, but my. Sources are more 23 to 3. Corners, only three each. Fouls, 17 to 18, with five yellows to Seattle and three to SKC. Dang. And total team expected goal, 1.9 and 1.2. That's a lot of cars in one game. Eight? Eight, yeah. Well, again, playing for first place. Can you blame them? It's a war. Good stuff, though. Gotta say, uh, I thought Kansas City wasn't the better team. Let's be real. Uh, but they got away with one and stole a game. That last goal, though, the setup to Johnny Russell, that pass was stellar. Uh, again, you couldn't thread it any better. Uh, one hell of a way to end it. And uh, yeah, Johnny Russell made us cry in the past. It's about time you made him cry, too. So good stuff. Uh, we mentioned it earlier about 
a few players missing, but there's more, right, Bam? Yeah, so you got Morris out, Smith out, and Dilem out. They're all out injured. And there's reports today that uh, Lodio will be back, but mm-hmm. I've been seeing that he's out till December. So, so Sounders at heart um, released an article today about their long-standing injuries because they've had some rough ones. Um, and, and who's scheduled to return, who's not scheduled to return. Um, fascinating because I think most of us, the timeline was looking like we weren't going to see them for a while, but that's changed. So the guy nearest the return is Nico Ladero. They mentioned he was in training, full training, uh, with the sides. So his doctors have given him full medical clearance to play tomorrow. Uh, Brian Smetzer's comments were like, well, we might we might let him fly with us, you know, was was as light as he was taking it. Um, not talking about him playing, but saying that he'll make the trip potentially to play. Of course, we all know how he is. He'll tell you that, and then the dude starts. So whatever they say before this game, Brian Smetzer's really good at gamesmanship when he's dealing with Broad Badly. There's a thing there, and it's kind of fun to watch, um, only if we're on the right side of it, but you could tell there's there's definitely gamesmanship. Uh, so we don't know if Nicola Dero is going to play or not. We don't even know if he's getting on the plane or not. He's suggesting it, but there's no promise of that. And if he does, I don't think he starts. He'll be more of a super sub if necessary, if they really need him. Uh, Jordan Morris is still out for a little bit. Uh, Rory Diaz is back in full training. He's slated to return the next match. So we dodged a bullet there. Um, so he won't he won't be back. That's what they're saying. Uh, but he's back in training with, with them now. Just back in training. So that helps us in the standings, right? In the chase. He could do some work for us <laughs> after the fact. Uh, so that that's nice. Just as long as we don't have to deal with him. He's the only guy that really kills us for them anyways. I think the other guy that, that we have to actually say, well, yeah, that guy was trouble for us was Smith as well. Because uh, he's really good at bombing down the line and creating problems for us, and he won't be an option against us for this match. So you're like, well, what are they going to come up with? Uh, they do like playing the wing back just like we do. Uh, they kind of started it before we did. Let's be real. They got this from early days. They were three center backs, wing backs. They're kind of the first this season to really adopt that and run with it. And we just kind of found our way there as the season progressed out of necessity. But they've been owning it. And people are like, are you really going to do that? Three center backs? Yeah, they did. So you're like, well, who's going to play? Well, usually Ariaga is the guy that anchors it. I think that would still be the case. You do have O'Neal as a left center back. Gomez as a right center back. But, of course, Tolo comes into the mix because he's got a lot of minutes this year and was starter for a while there. Um, so you have four options out of those three. I would think that O'Neal and Tolo would be your switch off potentially. Bam, you think that's probably the same same thing? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, the other. <laughs> yeah. Left wing back's gonna be Madranda because obviously Smith is not available. Uh yeah. I mean that that's what I see here. I know the right wing back will likely be Alex Roldan. Why wouldn't it be? Sometimes he'll play all the way in the back at times. So You've got him. Central mid, probably going to be Rowe and either Atencio or Leva. So that is the giant hole in their central mid. They don't have Jao Paulo. 
This hurts them. He takes all of their corner kicks pretty much. They're free kicks. If it's a dead ball, he's usually the guy putting his boot into it. Okay? So you take a huge element out of their game by having him out of the lineup, and now you have to settle for a Tensio or a I'm not saying they're pushovers. They're not. Uh, but Jao Paulo's a DP. He's a critical player for them. A huge, huge hole. Uh, Roe is Roe. He's a good one. There's no question he's going to be trouble for us. Um, they're attacking midfield options because they kind of play it that way. Uh, Roldan and Beneset, Benesse, I should say. Uh, expect them to play. Don't be shocked by that. Uh, and then they're using Will, Will Bruin up top. Yeah, that's a lot different than Rui Diaz, right, everybody? Huge difference. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, but there's somebody else can play. Yes, Freddie Montero could play, right? You could see him jump into that role. He hasn't really started in that role, but he he would be trouble. He has burned us in the past. He burned us with Vancouver before, right? He's burned us. We know him. We know him well. So there's trouble there. Uh, mention Atencio. Choose an option. The goalkeeper options. They have Cleveland and Richie as other options. But now, you know, they got minutes this year. But obviously, Fry is the man. Uh, Sissoko could be out there. Double air in mid. You know, that's where they're at. Not as deep as they normally are. That's for sure. They're missing key components. But they're still Seattle. They're still dangerous. We're still missing key players to our lineup. Uh, but I do feel a hell of a lot better knowing that Jao Paulo's not out there and Rudy Diaz is not out there. Those guys destroy us every time we play them. We never really truly solve them. We found ways around them, but they're not they're not the guys that are gonna kill us this week. So that's a good thing. Uh Bam, what's your take on the lineup? I can't see much difference from that, what we put up there. Like, yes, um, they might end up getting Ladario back, but risking for this game? Probably not. Uh, I think they'll keep him for the next game. I mean, I could see the necessity, right? You know, you'd have him instead of Atencio and Leva, right? I think mean, he's right into that spot. That, that's his spot, you know? Um, so he would fit perfectly in that role. If he does travel, expect him in the second half to go there. You see the whole... They need him there. There's no question, but is he healthy enough? That's that's the play. So, uh, option off the bench, we mentioned it. I think the bigger story is us. Who the heck are we going to field in this match? Because, again, this is the game of the year. This is the biggest game I feel in club history. I do, because we've never missed the playoffs before. That's as hard as it goes in this league. Missing the playoffs is your cut line. That's how people get fired, right? That's how people get sent. That's how teams get blown up and you restart is when you miss the playoffs. That's how it works. So we've never been in that that hole before. Uh, and we're three matches away from being there unless we turn things around. So it's real. Uh, in terms of matching up with Seattle, this is an interesting thing that I saw. You know what our record is against them head-to-head? Trip me out. Or even. Each have five wins okay. and two draws. Five, two, that. five. The rivalry is real. Okay. Uh, so this this one will settle it for now. SU has the advantage in the series. I know they've hurt us bad in big moments, but at least you want a winning record against these guys. It is the Seattle Sounders, after all. Uh, so there is that record this season, of course. They took us 3-1 at home and 2-0 at home, uh, and then we tied them at home. In April. So we're due. We're due to take it back. Uh, 
good things there. So yeah, let's look at what we've got left. <laughs> left is what I say because it's kind of tough. Um, seeing where injuries are at. Uh, Bam, who's who's out for this thing for us? So obviously the long term they're still out. So Poku's out. Um, Segura's out. Dunas is out, and all that. The big one is Sifu's out. That hurts. <laughs> Quite literally. He's got too many yellow cards. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to sit out this game. Are we sure and about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. MLS rules are always sketch anyway. True, true. Right. But going That's, by what's the ability report that LFC Central put out, he's out and a twist is out. LFC's key to the match. Uh, or their their report came out as also saying he's he's out so he's out. Um, they also said for for Seattle that Joe Paulo was out so there's that. So no Segura obviously Vela's a maybe Quesada's out, uh, Atuesta out, Blanius out, Janela really hurt bad. Uh, Gaines out, Opoku we don't know when we're gonna see him but it's interesting it does say early November. Could you imagine he gets a surprise play out there? Um, soon, soon. So the question is, who the heck gets a start in this game? What are we going to do with this lineup? Obviously, we have a big hole in the middle. Where does it set up? Number one, goalkeeper situation. Back into the mix. Back in the debate. Is there even a debate anymore? Tony, do you think there's a debate or we're just sticking with what we got? There's no debate. It's going to be Blackman. As much as we want Romero, it's going to be Blackman. Bam. Anyone about Blackman will be good, but it's going to be Blackman. Yeah, I agree. Going to be Blackman. Uh, not entirely happy. I feel bad for Romero. I think he got a raw deal, but we are here. Now, center back situation. Who gets to play this time? And are we actually going to play a 4-3-3 or stick with the wing back setup? We are playing them, and they play wing back. Do we just match them like for like? Bam. I think we do. I think we've gotten settled with the wing backs. I think we just, we're going to stay with that. We like it. We do. We do. I think Tony, you agree, right? Stick yeah, 100%. Thing. All right. Uh, Mario and Fall, guaranteed starters, right? Yeah. All right. So the question is who are the wing backs for this one? Oh, actually, who's the other center back? That's the other one. I know we had Palacios last time. Do you think we do this again? Do you think Iviaga gets to play? Do you think Blackman gets into the game? I hope Ibiaga. Okay. Good. Good, Tony. Blackman. Ooh. All right. So that shifts things, right? Because Blackman tends to sit more on the right side of things. But you got Fall. He seems to be comfortable there. Yeah. Do you have Fall anchor it and move Mario to the left? Yeah, pretty much. It fades just, out I... that way anyway, right? Yeah, so just keep him in that so it doesn't it doesn't he doesn't have to fade and we don't have to worry about it move of him like who's on the who's on the right side as when he fades to the left like always. So just keep him there and just make him play that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the only guy I really trust right now is Fall anyway. So it's wild to trust the kid, but I do. He was doing things in the last match that that really advanced. <laughs> Minnesota had trouble with him. It was fun to watch. And he was he played him played him rough, man. So it was good. Uh all right. Uh wing back situation. Who's your left wing back? 
as I said in the chat earlier, I'm going Palacios. Palacios? All right. Uh, then there's the Farfan situation. Or there's Raheem Edwards. Edwards. I'm leaning towards Edwards as well. You're like, why, why, why? Liability. Who's the, the lesser of two evils when it comes to defensive liabilities? Palacios, I don't know what he's doing out there lately. Offensively, cool, right? Development, yes. Defensively, I don't know what the heck he's doing right now. I have no clue. He seems to be behind on everything. So I'm just not I'm not feeling it right now with him. Um, I have two Edwards, too. Uh, right wing back. I think it's a given. I think it's going to be Kim Moon Juan, but where do you guys stand on this? Same. Same. Knowing that what O'Neal is not, or Smith. Smith is not in the game, and he was the big trouble for Kim on that side, and he ain't there. I think it it releases Kim even more. So, agreed. Uh, Which brings us to the mid. Who plays in the mid? Duke. Blessing. Duke. Duke and Blessing. I like that. Who's your third man? I did say Angelina earlier, but I'm thinking changing it to Edwards. Oh, yeah. Ed- you didn't have him. Edwards. So who's your actual controlling mid? There's ways they play. I, you know, you have three guys that they like to bomb it out there. They don't. Yeah. My feeling, I know it's going to drive everybody nuts. I think uh, Chris Estomo, here we go again. He's in the lineup again. He's trusted, even though we saw the Dallas fall up. I think that was more because of who was behind him. Um, yeah, I think it's Chris Estomo, Blessing, Duke. I don't see other options at this stage. And then Rodriguez and Arango for mm-hmm. this one. You're like, yeah, but what about what about Moose? What about Moose? I think we need to press them back. They are platooning in some roles. Speed kills. Bam, what do you think? Yeah, like B-Rod and Chicho up front, plain and simple. If you, Moose will be a good... Last 30 minutes. Bring him on yeah. as an impact player. Bit of a target, man. Of course, there is the the elephant in the room, and it's sounding more and more like, could this be the day? I'm not counting anything, but is Vela back? He's got this great interview on Thursday. Maybe an exit interview, but he's got an interview on Thursday. He's not listed anywhere, right? Not questionable, nothing. He's off the list, right? Mm-hmm. That means he's available. They're not going to scratch him. He's back. I know something could happen tomorrow. I get it. I was going to say, I was like, if Vela does come in, do we then not do wing backs and go back to the 4 3 3? Um, I think I t- told you about like Bob going on a bender and I gave them this crazy lineup. And you're all laughing at me, I know, uh, about a 4-3-3 that came out of nowhere that nobody was expecting. And you're like, what the heck is going on here? Um, that was my other lineup. And you're like, you, right? You saw you saw my mm-hmm. my crazy lineup. And I, I could share it on the show, but you're going to be like, I can't believe you said that. 
Um, yeah, and Hand Vela starting. Uh, why? Because he's the money. And Chicho. Well, actually, I didn't even have him as a wing, right? I put him as a mid because it was crazy. And I'm like, well, if you do start the wing back, then maybe he could be that central attacking mid. Um, not entirely crazy, but a guy just coming back from injury would be a, a hard ask. Play the 4 3 3, plays the right wing, Chicho plays center. Brian's out on left. Uh, your weak midfield becomes interesting because now you're, I think if it goes three and it's the solid three, then I think it's blessing Duke and Raheem because then it's wide out. It's a little different approach. Uh, the back line, of course, would be very different as well. I think in that case, uh, Mario and fall Kim on the outside. Um, Palacios or Farfan. Either one gets the left side. If, yeah. if, if. I don't see it. I don't see it. But that's what I think would show up for the match. Bam, do you think that's even an option at this point? I look at it as Villa's not on the out list. He's on the questionable list. Is he on the LAFC list? <laughs> Right, I don't know. Well, I wouldn't yeah, plan. I, I, I wouldn't plan for him. I'll say that. No, if he plays, it's he's one a of those reserve. Like, exactly. The only option you could give him is put him in the mid, five three, two, and put him in the mid and take out. Um, keep him blessing and Duke in the mid. Yeah, I think Chrysostomo wins out over Duke again because I don't entirely agree with it, but I think he does if that happens. If you're going five in the mid. We shall see. It's going to be interesting. I just, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I think it's a like-for-like like setup. Speed kills. We focus on our speedy players more than our slower players. Uh, and then we just take it to these guys. They're damaged right now. They've got problems. They're not playing that great. They really aren't. I think we have the. I I think we have more ability. We have more upside than they do in the moment. Ladero changes things if he does play for them, big time. That's trouble for us. But he's not starting. I don't see it happening. Vela's not starting. These guys are super subs for this game. Now second half Vela, with those with Brian and and Chicho. Well, well, well. Here we go again. Chicho's informed this could be fun. A little bit of service from the outside in. Chicho's going to have fun with that. Okay, good. If it happens, but it wouldn't be something till unless we absolutely needed him to play. We're not going to, I don't think we play him. Um, any other thoughts before I bring this into the, into the mix and get everybody's comments on this? All right. To the gallery we go. They're chomping at the bit. Let's see here. Oh, I'm going to move way up, way up, way up. Because some did, did want to talk about a little bit of standing stuff. So let's get into that first. Uh, LAFC Beast on point. Tomorrow defines our season against one of the most heated opponents. Exactly. Chavez, uh, wouldn't it be crazy to get two wins, one loss, get 47 points. Galaxy pure, pure losses at 46 points. I'm telling you, 46 is the magic number. I feel it. <laughs> I feel 47. 47 gets you in. 
I think that's enough. Looking at the schedule, I think that's enough. And yeah, I don't see the Galaxy getting it. It'd be a shock if they get a result. I think they they're they're toast. They should have lost to Dallas already. And if you can't beat Dallas, good luck with the three you got to play. Uh, Seattle, like from Beast, Seattle is playing for number one seed in the West. LAFC is playing for their lives. Definitely an, an ugly tomorrow. Could be an ugly one, that's for sure. Uh, Hooligan Ox tomorrow will be difficult. It defines our season and how how it's been going. We either have injuries or players out for national duty, plus the losses we have been getting as well. Yeah, tomorrow's it. Tomorrow's it. Uh, LSC Beast, a.k.a. Jason L. Hopefully the boys pull through, and Wednesday is the most important scoreboard watching. There's going to be some good games on Wednesday. Good matchups. Definitely, uh, if we get a result, I'm going to have a good time watching that. Uh B says only team I see our squad is taking out of the playoff line is Vancouver since we have a, a game against them. Currently have a better goal differential than them. Yeah, I think Vancouver's toast. They looked good. They looked like they had it, but their schedule is against them now. I think it's going to be sobering for them on this, and they're the one that's going to fade the most. More than us. That's for sure. Uh, Marvin, if Galaxy gets one tie, LSC gets two wins, we tie at 13 wins. Then we win by goal differential. We do not win by goal differential. So MLS rules, you're like, what? Yeah, MLS rules are not built that way. They're just not. Uh, I'm going to pull this up right now. All right. So the it did it again to me. See, jumped off. Wins is the story, right? Um, where do we go here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Let's see. Goals four per match. Do you think they get a tie? Maybe. Maybe. We'll give them them the tie. Give them the tie. Marvin gets the moment. It keeps going down. Is there a way we could tie on goal differential too? No, right? We got them on that, right? I think we do. I think they allow more goals in than they, they should. Well, I mean, we'd have to go up because we got to get results. Mm-hmm. So Marvin going to make it happen. Okay. Number three goals four per match. Then the dumb one, number four, fewest disciplinary points per match, five away goals, six away goals per match. away. What? Um, seven home goals, differential, eight and other home goals per match. And then coin toss in number nine. Could you imagine it gets to number nine for somebody this year? I kind of want the number nine just to see that. <laughs> I don't because it would be us. No. I could, yeah, that's that's how we die. Um, no, Marvin, that would be a cool thing. Honestly, I just want them to lose out and don't have to deal with the goal differentials or anything like that. Leave nothing to chance against those monsters. No, thank you. They get the benefit of everything. No, thanks. But it would be fun to hurt them that way. And if, of course, they're thinking the same thing as, yeah, let them, you know. Let us blow it into the playoffs, and then we get to take them out by accident. Because they probably could, right? Because the win situation. So should be interesting. Uh, Beast says, "Wonder will Vel announce he's taking his talent to South Beach?" Right? Huganox. Hope they have comments off for that live. <laughs> well, I have questions. If they want to have questions, they're not pretty questions. If he is leaving, I have some good ones. I think we all do. Uh, Jason, the beast, never tell me the odds, Han Solo, right? 
Hooligan Hawks. Who? AOC Beast. Wonder who is the fart to schedule AOC to play back to back Tuesdays. I think we were actually on Monday for that second match and it got pushed. Mm-hmm. So um, it's our own fault. It's of our own doing. We've booked the stadium. That's what. You're going to get mad at somebody. Get mad at Jack Skellington, I guess. Because that's why we aren't playing over the weekend. <laughs> but I'm going to see half of you guys there. So there's that, too. I'll be there. Tony will be there. We're still going to be at the stadium on the weekend. Just no football. But we'll be there. We'll be on we, the field. <laughs> we practically live there. So there's that. All right. Moving forward here. I know Christian had a lot to say. We love you, Philly. We love the Copa song. It's good things. Marvin Chavez. Didn't know Paolo was out. Great. Exactly. You guys scares me. <laughs> Marvin Chavez. Good that Malia didn't get a red. We need SKC to win games. Agreed. Agreed. Marvin, I think I saw a photo of Ladero flying with the team. Yeah. I mean, Brian Schmetzer said it earlier today. There was an article that came out from um, what Jeremiah Oshan, right? Saying, yeah, you know, they, he's going to fly. So no surprise there that he's on the plane. Uh, okay. Moving on. Marvin Chavez and barely making the playoffs is such a low standard. Seven out of 13 teams. Worst if you don't. <laughs> Worst if you don't. Um, Marvin. So his his predictions. Moon, Fall, Mario, Ibiaga, Palacios. Midfield, Blessing, Chris Estomo, Duke. Yeah, we're pretty much in the same boat as just the back line. Ibiaga getting the play, Palacios getting the play. There we are. Uh, Marvin says, subs, Blackman and Raheem. Yeah, I think so. And Musovsky, right? Those are your three typicals. Could there be two others? Maybe, right? And, of course, the fourth one, Bella. Right. Uh, Anthony Bermuda said Vela is playing. Teuliana posted saying Bob was giving Vela minutes. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all by that. I hope Vela adopts the the, uh, Valeri uh, mindset. Like at Portland, the super sub. If he does that, it keeps him fresh until we get to the playoffs. Then he'll be in better shape for the playoffs. But he comes in as the killer, right? Gets what we need in limited minutes. Turns things around when teams are faltering. Um, huge injection. Again, he's the star, man. That'd be a killer, killer super sub. So for now that, and by the playoffs when he's full tilt, then you know how he takes things over. Uh, Marvin Shaw is four through three with our defense and lack of midfield. No, please. He has has to be a three five two. He's the wing backs is midfield reinforced. Uh, we agree with you. But... I was just saying Bob Bender mode, right? That was my joke to them. Bob's on a bender. This is what we're getting. Uh, and they all kind of had a good laugh at me on that. Uh, but man, it's tempting to have him on a wing again. It just is. Just is. If we're losing, maybe we go Bob Bender mode. We'll see. Uh, Bermudez have Vela as a right winger. Yeah, I mean that would be that's his home base, right? Uh, that's his natural role. Uh, Marvin Chavez. I saw Duke's stories today. He posted like five times at the beach all day. How's he gonna play Seattle tomorrow? Eh. He's young. Rest day. Good rest to be day. young. Yeah. yeah. Right. Need to save himself for tomorrow. Getting the edge off. It's okay. It's okay. 
Uh, Anthony Bernudez, no Rudy Diaz, no Paolo, no Morris, no Ladero tomorrow. They are hurt. Exactly. The perfect storm for us to take advantage of them when they've done it to us earlier this year when he had other injuries. So our chance. Uh, Carlos C. Vela can be effective in the midfield in a 3-5-2 behind Chicho instead of Duke. That was my other thought, CAM, right? Uh, he played behind Dio a few times in 2018 and was good. Also played the 10 in Russia for L3. Correct, sir. Uh, I'm in agreement with you. If that's where we need him, it's just who's behind him, right? It's the other guys. Uh, of course, if it's Chris Estomo, then I guess you're okay, right? And blessing, you'll be fine. Um, just what kind of legs does Vela have in the moment, right, to play in that role? So we shall see. Uh, could see him coming in that role, you know. Marvin, my wish to use Vela in 10 roles since he doesn't have their pace. 4-2-3-1 with Vela as the middle 10. Yeah, I'm down. I think we're all down for that. Seattle's going to focus on Chicho and try to defend him out of the game. Someone else is going to need to step up. We need a, we need a wonder goal from Brian again. Come on, Brian. Yeah. You could do it. Uh, Hooligan Ox, I'm just hoping we get into the playoffs. Right? I just want to be in the show. Another chance for a road trip. What the heck? <laughs> uh, Paolo is out for a yellow card. Exactly. Hooligan Ox, Super Vela, that's what we need. Needs to prove everyone wrong that he's here. Still try to win a cup before he decides to leave. I don't doubt that from him. Um, you know, he's a competitive soul. Why wouldn't he want to? He has a legacy to protect here. The big picture, right? You want the cup. Nobody wants to leave empty-handed. That's for sure. Not in this way. So if he's ready to go, he's ready to go. We'll be in a good place. If his head's in the right place, we're in a good place. So... I hope so. I hope he tears it up, makes us all look like fools for the stuff we've been saying in the months leading up to this. Well, he's been out for so long. We want to see Vintage Vela. We all want to see Vintage Vela. It's the greatest thing ever for us. If we get Vela back healthy, if legit he's back healthy, let's talk about that playoff run. It's safe to say we could make one at that point. And a Twesta too. Comes back healthy. Those two healthy. With a little bit of rest because they've been on the mend. Okay. All right. You see the big teams faltering a bit right now. They look tired. Could it be us getting into it? We're getting into form where they're all kind of fading. It, it might work. So there it is. Thank you guys for the amazing comments today. Uh, I think we're all ready for the game tomorrow. There is no doubt about that. Uh, on that note, of course, comes that moment that we all do. Uh, moving on to our final thoughts of the day. Tony, I think you took it the last time, which means it is Bam's turn. So, Bam, you have the floor, my friend. Uh, final thought of the day is what we've been saying the last few episodes. We need a win. Every game is that playoff game. That one-off must win or go home. We need a win. We need to go home. If you can't make a game, get out there to the game. I know a lot of people can't because it's midweek game and all that. Get out there, do what you can, support the 11 on the pitch. Although you might not agree who's on the pitch, support them 100%. Go hard, show them what it's like to play for LAFC, play for the badge, and get them onto that win. That's our job. That's what we do. Tony? Let's just get the three points. Yes, Seattle is hurting, but this could be a, a very... Uh... 
what's the word I'm looking for, a very difficult game because you never know. We can get caught off guard and thinking it's going to be an easy game and there goes the three points and we're in a different situation. So focus, support, let's get these three points, but don't take it easy because it's Seattle. It's literally, this is a playoff game and we need revenge. To, we need revenge from the last time we played them in the playoffs in multiple times. So Let's take the top seed from these guys. It's payback time. This is payback time. Uh, so to everyone, thank you once again for your support. The three of us truly enjoy it. Again, it's another late night. We all got to work tomorrow, but we're putting the time in. Why? For you, right? We have fun doing this, but at the end of the day, if y'all weren't listening, we wouldn't be doing this thing. Like, that's how it works. Uh, this is our moment. This is our chance. All the stuff we've been mad about all year, everything driving us nuts. For 90 minutes, if we do the job, we can forget about it for just a little bit and celebrate and burn those guys and, and dare to hope that this season could be a turnaround after one big, big match. And it could be two more to go, but you got to start with one. So for everybody going to the game, give all that you have. Second to last home game that we got this year. Right. Do what you got to do. Make it happen. Uh, the North end will be, will be bumping. Everybody join in, uh, enjoy the music in the pregame, make it a good day out there. But at the end of the day, you got to get the job done for the boys. That's essential. Of course, tradition dictates what we always do is what we always do. So I'm going to give it to you, Tony. What's the word of the day? Stay golden. Bam. Word of the day. Stay golden. And for me to all of you stay golden, Los Angeles. listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over